Hello everyone, it's the Coupon Queen Ben here from the CQP Moments Podcast, and you're listening to The Screaming Chewy Show. Warning, content not suitable for children. Listener discretion advised, yo. Screaming Chewy Show, your source of entertainment and overall fuckery. And it starts now. an exciting episode of Screaming Chew Show. This is your host, Chewy, and I'd like to welcome back special guest, Roderick Edwards. How you doing, Rod? All right. How's it going? Pretty good, man. So, when will I know you'll be a special guest? When will I just be like a normal guest or a, hey, you're this guy again, guest? Hey, you pretty much are, right? You're a reoccurring guest. <laughs> Re- reoccurring. He won't go away. <laughs> <laughs> it's because you're badass. I get good feedback from you, man. People are like, uh, that dude Rod knows what he's talking about. People like you, bro. I will. Okay. Hopefully, they don't see me in person. Then they'll say, damn, he's got some big ass lips. <laughs> Give him a smooch. <laughs> <laughs> no, six, six foot distance, social distancing, all that. Oh, there you go. No hugs. Get me a big hawker from the distance. Can I spit that far? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a test. If yeah. I can spit on you, you're too close, right? <laughs> so, man, I hear you got a good project going on, man. Very interesting. Yeah. So, obviously, the COVID thing hit all of us, surprised us. And I'm not telling people to be preppers or anything like that. Dig holes in your backyard and you know, hide, hide all your money and you know, little compartments down there. Get soundproof from, from uh, Lowe's and ask them if you can get the, you know, those twisty ties or you can tie people up. Real, no, none of that stuff. Just be prepared maybe next time. Maybe if you have a six foot by six foot section in your yard, which most people have, even if you live in a, a really small place, grow some tomatoes or something so you don't constantly be uh, on relying on the government for a little thing. It just really got us prepared. Now, I don't think they have toilet paper trees, but you can grow some food at least. <laughs> toilet paper trees? Yeah, toilet paper trees. I don't know if there's such a thing. We've got to look it up on Google because Google will tell you everything. Hey, for, for toilet paper, I seen this, uh, it was on a documentary uh, about people being really cheap. And this family, they didn't buy toilet paper. They had these cloths, like they get, uh, you know, a cloth and cut it in little squares. And then you use that and then they would wash them and reuse it. <laughs> yeah, I know that's what they used to do with babies, obviously. They had the linen cloths and the, oh, I'm from that era, so I, I can remember when I think my mother or somebody had that for a while. Um, so basically you have this baby poop into this cloth diaper and you open it all up and there's, depending what happened, whether it's a diarrhea or what, it's just there or it rolls out and falls on the floor and like, oh damn it, it rolled. And when things roll out of anything, like if it falls out of your pocket, it 
inevitably rolls underneath something. You, you, it's just it's just human nature. We know that. <laughs> so, big Dookie falls and falls out of the out of the diaper and rolls under stuff. Like it's running to the couch now. Like where the hell? And maybe if you didn't see where it rolled, like a few months later, like damn, what is that smell? Baby Dookie underneath the couch. <laughs> you all clean the you clean under the couch. There's a whole bunch of little. Little balls right there, little turds. How the hell did a rabbit get in our house? It's <laughs> a big one. So, yeah. I don't think I would do that whole cloth thing. That's gross. I mean, already, uh, I don't know if it happened in your area, but in Florida down here where I am, people started using those uh, sanitary wipes or whatever those are, the things, and they were using those for toilet paper. They flushed them down the toilet and clogging up the, the drains and stuff everywhere. Oh, yeah, even the ones that say flushable, that's fucking, that's a lie. None of them. No, they're not really flushable. They're not really. Like, I have an RV, and technically, you have to use the cheap, cheap toilet paper, like the one-ply crap, because if you use anything thicker, it will will clog up your RV toilet. So you have to use really cheap toilet paper. Oh, that's risky, bro. It could Mm -hmm. rip. Then you accidentally (laughs) finger yourself. and. Oh, well. (laughs) This Chewy show doesn't have, like, that beep thing, you know? Beep out bad content, right? I could do that. Oh, I'll do it manually. I go beep, 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 beep. Start interviewing. Uh, I don't know what's his name. Damn, I can't remember his name. Eddie Murphy. Every other word, cuss words. Yeah, beep, 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 beep. It sounds like Morse code instead of a show. Oh my God, he was bad. Him and uh, who else? Ah, oh, fuck. I forgot Sam, his name. Sam Kinison. I think the. Well, the first show we had, you were trying to get me to say Alex Jones, and I thought you meant Sam Kinison because you were people screaming. But oh, that's right, huh? <laughs> yeah, I think I think Sam Kinison's beyond your time. You probably weren't even born yet. I don't think I was, bro. That's like that was the '80s, right there. Yeah, he was just he, he'd start talking really calmly at first, and then suddenly just bust out screaming about things. <laughs> like he's just chewing you out. So I thought that's who you're talking about. No, Alex Jones is the same thing. That- <laughs> Heart attack at one point, you know he is. <laughs> Alex Jones fucking cracks me up, dude. The government, oh, we're coming to get you. But he's gonna be dying on on live on video. He's gonna be dying. He's gonna be pushing our heart attack pill. And if you take these pills, you'll be okay. They're one hundred percent natural. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> like that one guy. <laughs> he went on that rat, man. Who is this? I uh, remember I posted on Facebook this guy that went off on a rant. It was a celebrity. Oh, yeah, yeah. He definitely looked like he was going to have a heart attack. <laughs> he did, bro. <laughs> just give us our jobs. We just want a job. He, he was like, his face was almost purple, man. God damn. Mm-hmm. So most places, the, the lockdown is supposedly going to end somewhere in May. What do we think about that? I have some people who are saying, it's too soon. First of all, why don't you stay in your house if you want to? You know, why? What happened to my body, my choice? You know, what if I want to go out? Well, you're endangering us all. Not if you're staying in your damn house. I'm not endangering you at all. Well, you're endangering other people who want to. Well, those people already want to be out just like I do. We don't care. Yep. Leave us alone. Yeah, over here, it was supposed to end um, today, actually, but they extended it to the 15th. Yeah, I think it's all going to be around the May, first week, second week of May for most of the states, except for the, the dictator states. And uh, talking about my body, my choice, in some states, they banned abortion and use this whole COVID as an excuse. Fuck, huh? Yeah. Not necessarily. I don't think they should have necessarily, obviously, I have a different take on that, but 
banning abortion is probably not the thing they should do with that. But however, abortion is probably not a, an essential, to me, essential medical procedure anyhow. That's true. That, I mean, they're, yeah. obviously, they're, not, they're not even working on people who have like heart attacks and stuff. They're postponing their surgery. So I think you can postpone your abortion for a while. <laughs> fuck, man. Having a heart attack, you're like, uh, we'll have to reschedule. What the fuck? Unless you want to become a COVID-19 COVID uh, statistic, then we go ahead and take you in. That's fucked up. No celebrities getting their uh, plastic surgery. Oh, that's that's uh, that's really hurtful. <laughs> They're all face to be all sagging when they come back on. <laughs> <laughs> Looking like the guy from was it Star Wars, the, the Sith guy, whoever. Oh yeah, yeah. The evil guy. <laughs> he had the hoodie on. Yeah. The guy was even more evil than Darth Vader. Dude, yeah. that guy, his face looked like a ball sack. He was that wrinkly. <laughs> <laughs> that's what they're all gonna look like when it's over. <laughs> <laughs> you know, all, all the shows coming out be all ma- animated so you don't get to see their faces anymore <laughs> or cgi mm-hmm. man so so um so you're starting gardens and all that man is that uh is that easy or is it you think anybody could do it or it takes some work some knowledge well i'm from indiana originally and now here down in florida and where we live it literally is sand uh, we, we just dug a hole for putting in this pool thing that we're doing here. And we dug probably down almost six feet and it's still sand all the way down there. No dirt, no clay, nothing, just sand all the way down. No, there's no worms, there's no bugs, there's nothing in the soil at all. So there's no nutrients. So my point is, is that depending where you live, you need to make sure your soil has some nutrients. But no, really, you only need probably a six inches to a foot deep down and, or you can even make a raised garden bed out of some timbers or something. Just throw in some tomato plants, maybe a cucumbers you can grow on a stick and green beans and a couple. You could do that all in the six foot by six, six foot by six foot section and be fine. It doesn't take much. I mean, you don't really have to be a green thumb or anything. Stick it in the ground and water it every once in a while. Nice. Don't even have to put fertilizer in if you live someplace that has actual dirt, unlike Florida. So. Yeah, I'm in Arizona, so it's either like hard ass fucking clay dirt. Or some dry ass shit where nothing will grow. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, if you, I don't know, do you guys lose leaves there or not in your trees or not? Oh, what happened? Do you lose leaves in the winter? I don't know if you even have a thick winter, do you? No, the winter's not bad. Like the coldest they ever got is like 27 degrees. Okay, so you probably don't have trees that lose their leaves in the winter then? Uh, there's some, but not many. I was gonna say, you could just take that and then. Put it in the soil, you chop it all up, and that's be behave as fertilizer. That way, also, you have some place to get rear leaves. But here in Florida, obviously, we don't have trees that really lose their leaves. So, oh, that's smart. Use the nature's like mulch, huh? Yeah, that way you don't have to do that weird leftist crap where you put your banana peels in here and your uh, your leftover meat and your eggshells, and suddenly it sounds like a smells like a dump outside your house. <laughs> oh, some people use their own shit to fertilize. Yeah, attracting, attracting rats and stuff and big killer bees and crap all in your yard. But I got compost. Neighbors are calling, oh, man, can you breathe? That's some shit going on in there. So no, <laughs> I don't do any of that. I do some basic composting, but not all that stuff. That's crazy. Just like leaves and grass clippings and things like that. You can yard, just basic yard waste. That doesn't stink too bad. You can do that. There you go. That's smart. 
So yeah, it wouldn't be hard. I just think people should do that more because we really get caught. So this time we bought the lot next to us, which is about an acre and a half. And we're going to put an orchard over there, some fruit trees. We're going to put a probably a 20 foot by 20 foot garden so we can grow bigger stuff and maybe get some chickens and some goats for goat milk. I don't know. I've never drank goat milk, so I don't know. Isn't, isn't there a, you say you're from Mexico. Had you go down to Mexico ever? Yeah, it's been a while, but I'll go once in a while. I think it's called Chivo. Yeah. Isn't that goat meat? Uh, yep, Chivo, it just pretty much means goat, but yep, you're right. I don't think I'm ever going to eat one. I never plan on eating the goat, but I'm going to use it for milk and hopefully just cook with it. I don't think I even want to drink all goat milk. Maybe it tastes all right. I don't know. Maybe it's even better than, than cow milk, but that's not uh, the I've never had goat milk either. I've had goat, like, lamb chops. <laughs> <laughs> then our chickens are just for eggs. I don't plan on actually cooking them either. Maybe. Maybe my sister will do it, but I don't plan on doing it. You know, when I was little in California, we had a lot of chickens, and uh, we'd use them for eggs. But one time, one of our dogs killed one, and my mom cooked the chicken. <laughs> well, I guess it's the same. And we had chickens when I first moved down here last year. She had chickens, rather. And uh, the dogs, she has two dogs. Actually, I think she had three or four dogs. But anyhow, they got in the backyard, and they were constantly eating the chickens, like you said. I don't know how the chickens got out, but they'd get out of the, the coop and then the dogs would have them pinned on the ground eating them. I was like, oh, damn. Yup, yup. <laughs> it's, it's too late by the time I get out there, poor chickens. I try to run out there and they're... <laughs> don't get them by the throat, so. Being eaten alive. Mm-hmm. I had a goose also. By, uh, my parents bought it for me like as a birthday pe- present, and it was little. And I remember taking it to school for show and tell, and it took a dump on the teacher, like, Goose fucking geese shit a lot, man. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's in a runny, too. Yeah, like every two minutes, plow. And uh, he he got really fucking big, dude. And he would just roam around the backyard, he didn't know how to fly. And he would like, he was mean to everybody, he would chase people and like bite them. My little sister was like barely learning how to walk, and he like knock her down and bite her. Mm-hmm. And, and he was mean to everybody but me. And uh, one time I went outside, and, and he would always bite the dogs. Like, we had a boxer and a Doverman, and they never did nothing to him. They would just ignore him. But I guess they had enough, because one day I went out, and there's fucking feathers everywhere. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like a great children's book story. As you know, I'm an author. I'm thinking about writing a story called Chewy and His Goose. <laughs> I like it, man. <laughs> Unfortunately, that's a dark side because if it ends that way, you know, all these kids are reading, oh, he's such a cute little goose. And then the dog at the end, the dog's just ripping them apart. <laughs> the, parents, the parents are reading, oh, this is such a great book. They get to the last page and see all this blood everywhere and feathers. It's that's, all graphic. <laughs> like, damn, I'm shutting the book quietly. How's it in, Molly? <laughs> happily ever after. They live happily ever after. It turns out he just ran away. <laughs> Chewy and the goose. And you know, there was actually uh, an author they wanted to do an episode, but she did children's books. And I'm like, um, I'm sorry, but this is not a children's show. Like, it gets graphic sometimes. <laughs> and she just said, well, that's how I write my books anyhow. Well, they well, got the lowest books now, and I don't care where you come down, but I'm not certain it's necessarily prudent to teach kids this stuff early. Basically, if you recall, when I was a kid, when I was... Anywhere from between three and 
don't know, let's say eight or nine. I didn't know anything about sex and drugs and any of that crap. I didn't know anything about any of that stuff. And that's how it should be. But nowadays they're teaching kids all kinds of, do you want to be a man? You could be a man too. If you want to be a girl, you could be a girl too. And so really, come on, let them be kids. They're teaching that crazy shit. That's true, man. I, I seen articles. They're like, oh, my five-year-old is a transsexual. Like what? Does your kid even know what that is? Like, yeah, because their parents told them. I, mean, I, I get maybe when you're a teenager, actually probably really dangerous because when, if you recall being a teenager, which what was last year, right? Yep. Two years ago. Teenager, <laughs> when you recall being a teenager, you're kind of trying to figure out who you are anyhow. So that's probably a dangerous time to decide, oh, I think I want to be a girl. Once you kind of put that decision off for a little bit until you get to like 2022, 20, then if you wanted to still be a girl, yeah, have more power to you, but that's very true. You're all full of hormones and shit. Yeah. yeah, you don't know what's going on. You got all this peer pressure going on. You got, you know, whether people like you, don't like you, blah, blah, blah. And then, then you're trying to make that kind of decision that could alter your life. That's crazy. Yeah, huh? You know, wait to like, you know, like, because if you, you got to wait till you're 18 to buy a rifle or 21 to buy a handgun, just wait till that age, maybe, you know. Yeah, at least until you're a little older, so you can decide what you want to actually do with your life instead of, oh, I cut my junk off and now I can't get it back. <laughs> Super glue won't work this time. It's the wrong color. <laughs> I think that's gonna be obvious. Hey, that that reminds me. Um, there was this one a uh, long time ago. This guy, I guess, he cheated on his wife, and she ended up cutting off his penis and drove down the highway and threw it out the window, they ended up finding it and they reattached it. <laughs> you had asphalt in and stuff now. <laughs> Gotta like brush it off. You're rocks. <laughs> That's not right. Yeah, I heard he actually made a porno when it was called Franken Penis. <laughs> <laughs> There's no end to that crazy. This is Let's let's delve let's delve into another subject. And since we're right here, this is cool. So I've been interacting with Muslims lately on the internet, trying to talk with them. The reason I think this is important with segue is because if you think about America, we really do delve into some what some people consider corrupt corrupt behavior. However, on the other side of it, we're also free to delve into that corrupt behavior. And even though I certain things, I would say, hey, I don't want to be part of that but i'm glad in, in america we're allowed to delve into some of that stuff that's Only, a good point right like places like these some of these uh, islamic countries look over here they want to wipe us out because we're so damn corrupt what you let your men cut off the junk and become women you let the women you know tie junk on them become men you you kill all your babies you 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 do this stuff you dress up like drag queens you you, you know, you have all these pornos, blah, blah, blah. And so they basically say, we need to wipe out that country so we can be more pure in the world. I get why they want to do it. Oh, wow. Yeah. And they're like, you let your women show, show their ankles. Yes, show their ankles. It makes me very, very horny, and I want to go for them. I want to show her ankles and chew on her toenails. Oh, <laughs> dude, dude, get, get under control. <laughs> I had a friend, uh, I wasn't raised Christian, but I was Christian probably from age 16 through, I don't know, 35-ish. I'm 51 now. 
Um, but anyhow, I have this friend, we were going to the store somewhere and he was a Christian guy like me and, and we're walking along and there's like a bathing suit ad or something. I don't remember what it was, maybe a sun tan lotion. But we're walking by, he goes, oh my God, can you see that? I'm like, what? Goes, How dare they put that stuff out? That's, that's just, I didn't even notice it. I was like, dude, if you have that many problems with half naked women, you, your problem's bigger than that. Your, your problem's bigger than whether you have sinful, whatever you want to call it, temptations about that. If you just see a picture and can't control yourself, you got some major problems. I think it plays in the same when the Muslims want to keep all women all the way covered to their ankles and only see their eyes. Yeah, and women can't do anything. Don't they get like, like beat up in the street? Yeah, some some places you actually have to have a minder. It has to be some male relative, and you can't go out anywhere unless your male relative is with you wherever you go. Wow. One reason that why that is is because if a woman is raped. A Muslim woman in some of these countries, well, a Muslim woman is raped, she's automatically the one that's guilty. Wow. Because she tempted the guy or something? Yeah. Yeah. She tempted me and, she, and I just gave in and did it, but she's completely to blame even though he does that to her. So therefore, to keep that from happening, you have your male relative walk around and he can vouch for the fact you didn't engage in any activity, let alone protect you from dogs that want to do that to you. So. Damn. Yeah, so. That's fucked up. Yeah, it's a seventh century cult, basically. Still, that whole concept, that whole issue. Yeah, man, very, very old school. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's so it's the Quran, right? Like what they worship. Yeah, yeah. So the Quran is their holy book. I mean, if you want a little background, I've studied the Quran multiple years, read it like five times, and things like that. Interacted with the do you remember Mike Tyson had this spiritual advisor when he's going through that whole woman when that, that woman accused him of rape in Indianapolis? Oh, yeah. You might have been a little young. Anyhow, his name was Muhammad Sadiq. He was in Indianapolis. He was a spiritual advisor. He was also my eighth grade uh, history teacher. The fuck? Yeah. So he and I would have these long discussions about Islam and, and various things like that. So it's not like I'm just some Joe Schmo white dude that doesn't know anything about Islam and only been you know, reading books by white guys about Islam. No, I've read on, I've interacted with Muslims. I used to debate the, uh, I don't know if they do that in Nevada or wherever you're from, but over here in Indianapolis, over there in Indianapolis, they have the Nation of Islam guys. This is the black Muslims that follow Louis Farrakhan. You familiar with this guy? Oh, what the fuck? Okay, so Louis Farrakhan is the same guy who was part of the Malcolm X. Oh, okay. Malcolm X was a Muslim before he became Malcolm X. I can't remember his name now, but he had a, a Muslim name. But anyhow, they have a group of black Muslims. That's what they're called. So I used to debate these guys because they'd stand on the corners all the time selling their little black papers, black Muslim papers. But basically, in the paper in the back, the whole agenda is to have four or five states and, and secede from the nation. But anyhow, my point is, is that I'm not just some Joe Schmo white dude has not understood any of this stuff. I tried to understand my topics, as you know. Uh, mm-hmm. You did your work. You, you did your homework. Right. So here's the problem. Here's the problem I have with Muhammad in general and Islam. You know, they tell us all, they tell you need to respect all religions. Really? Because a religion is really all it is. It's just an ideal. It's an ideology. It's just somebody's concept of how something is. Yep. Than a political ideal. It's no different than Democrats and Republicans. It's no different than Nazis and communists. It's, it's just more religious based. It's, it's, you can't define its its superior being or its superior principle, which is the superior being of whatever religion it is, whether it's Christianity or 
Islam. So here's my point. Of all the world religion founders that we have now, whether it be Jesus or Buddha or this guru Nanak that I was telling you about last time with the Sikhs. The guys oh, yeah. India that have the turbans on their head. They're not Muslims, they're Sikhs. Or Muhammad. Of all these groups of people, only Muhammad killed people and told his followers to kill people. Jesus didn't say kill people. Buddha didn't say kill people, nor did he kill people, nor did the uh, Guru Nanak. So here's the difference. If I'm going to imitate Jesus, what am I going to be? The worst I'm going to be is this really turn the other cheek, love your neighbor, blah, blah. That's the worst that's going to happen to me. <laughs> I, I, now, granted, there are Christians, people call themselves Christians, dumb bad things, but usually those people aren't mimicking Jesus because Jesus didn't go around killing people. They, you know, they're coming up with their own concepts. I get that. So maybe I write to you or, hey, he, Christians did bad things too. Yeah, I get that. Christians still do bad things, but not because they're mimicking Jesus, because they're making up bullshit, you know? That's true. So, but the difference is Muhammad killed people. So if I just want to be like Muhammad, I'm going to kill people eventually. And it's what they do. <laughs> yeah. But if I want to be like Jesus, I'm not going to kill people. If I want to be like Buddha, I'm probably just going to sit around going, um, all the time, you know? <laughs> Or be like Guru Nanak, I'll probably don't, don't go through the play. Please hold. Please hold. Text support is coming to you next time. So that, that's all it's going to But I'm not going to kill people more than likely. But Muhammad, and this is the reason why Islam, people why does Islam have generate the most terrorists and they're in the violent people? Why? It's because people like ISIS are probably more uh, religiously devout Muslims than the ones that aren't. Of course, obviously, there's Muslims that Islam is a religion of peace and there's no compulsion in it. Well, yeah, there is. Like, I don't, I can't quote it right now because it's right in front of me, but there's a, their verses are called surahs. Surah 929 basically says, fight against the infidels until they submit and subdue them. And if they, if they don't submit, make them pay the tax. There's like a religious tax that basically like a mafia protection tax. What the fuck? Yeah, I had no idea. Yep. And then if they don't, if they finally don't do what you tell them to do and they don't pay the tax and they, they won't submit, kill them. There's, you don't have that in almost any other religion where basically if you don't do what we tell you, you're going to kill you. So this is the reason why I think Islam, just like Nazism, basically should be eventually weeded out. I don't say attack, not, attack Muslims or be violent towards them. I'm just saying the whole ideology, the concept. Just like I wouldn't, there were probably good Nazis, Nazis that loved their mom and their kids and you know, went to work and, oh, well, we're gassing Jews today, but I'll be home for dinner early. <laughs> There were probably Nazis that were actually fairly nice people, kind people. But that doesn't mean they're, you know, if you imitate Adolf Hitler and you, you, and you imitate the Nazi way, you will eventually do bad things. And I think the same thing with, with Muhammad. If you imitate Muhammad, you're going to do some bad things. Going to kill innocent people. That's not true. That's what they'll say. I mean, I've, I've, I've had these debates for years and years and years. And usually they try to tell you that I'm just, you're, you're misinterpreting it. Damn, how many times can I misinterpret it? What language do I need to be able to read to, to understand this? When it actually says fight against the infidels, uh, lay an ambush for them, wait for them. You, it's not a defensive act when you're laying an ambush for people. It actually says you know, wait for them in ambush. That's, that's an offensive act when you wow. lay an ambush. So. It straight up fucking says it right there. Huh? Yeah, yep. And that's, so that's sir, uh, anywhere between Sir and Nine. 25 and 29, read those and you'll see that. So go get a Quran or look on the line or a Quran and look at Surah 925 through 29. You'll see how hostile and violent it is. And you'll say, well, you got to understand that was a different time. Well, no, 
because there, there, there's nothing in the in the Quran that says, well, this is the Old Testament, and the New Testament, like you do like in the Bible. This is the Old Testament because like when in the New Testament, when Jesus comes and says, you know, everything was supposed to be literal, but now I'm going to tell you it's spiritual. You know, you're you're love your neighbor. Don't don't no eye for an eye anymore because if you eye for an eye, then you're just as guilty. Jesus came more or less corrected that or changed it if you want to call it that. Whether you agree with it or not, that's what he did. But there's nothing like that in the Quran. There's no new, new messenger in the Quran. It was only Muhammad. So it's like the Old Testament still, right? Yeah, it basically like the Old Testament because Muhammad didn't really have access to the Bible as much as he should have. So he didn't, he didn't know that's what the Christians actually taught. I actually believe that Christians believe three different gods because they talked about the Trinity. He so, so misunderstood what they meant about the Trinity. He thought they, under, they believed three different gods. He wasn't very bright. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Like Catholics believe in the Holy Trinity, but Christians don't, right? Is that like one of the differences? Uh-uh. uh-uh. Most most Protestants and, and Catholics believe in the Trinity. The only people who don't are called the Oneness or Unitarians that believe that that, that God is not three three; He's only one. Oh, one okay. So many most Christians historically have believed in the Trinity. But I'm saying the point is, is that Muhammad didn't understand. He thought it was, they, they were talking about three gods. But basically, they, most people try to explain the Trinity as one egg with the shell, the yolk, and the, and the white, which is one egg. But it's defined in three elements. It's oh, shit. That's how they define it. Because um, uh, my buddy, he's Christian, and he was telling me that how it's uh, the Holy Trinity is not true. He said it's misinterpreted, something like how you have to say in Jesus' name and not call him the Spirit or something like that. Yeah, it sounds like he might be a Unitarian. I had no idea. <laughs> yeah. So, sense. for example, just so we're not getting too far in this, I don't want to sound like this is a sermon. But in the Bible, there's a verse that's in... Uh, just so somebody can look it up for sake of this. First John 5, 7, it says, For there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost, and these three are one. So there's where you get the Trinity whole thing. So it's not just made up, it's actually in the Bible. Oh, shit. So that's where, that's where the Christians got the concept of the Trinity. And like I said, they, they usually explain it as an egg that has three parts, but it's still one egg. I just think of it like Captain Planet when they're like, Earth! Water, air, and then it makes one guy. <laughs> well, that's when you see the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. When you see people crossing in front of their their uh, chest, the Son and the Holy Ghost. That's the sign they're making. Oh yeah, okay. I I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, the Trinity sign. Especially when somebody says something crazy, and like, "Oh Lord Jesus," and you see him crossing in front of them because it's like they're protecting them from some crazy shit that's about to happen. Yep. That's what. Old school Mexicans do that too. Like uh, when you, every time you drive by a church, they always do that. Mm-hmm. Or they get throw the gang signs up one or the other. <laughs> the cholos, Los right with cholos. What's up, ese? That's hey, not Jesus. That's uh-huh. Jesus. Homie, <laughs> Jesus. Hey, I always told people like. You know, people are like, yeah, I have a relationship with God, you know. And I'm like, well, God was Jesus. So that means he's Jesus. So why don't you call him Chewy? Be like, yo, honey, <laughs> Chewy. <laughs> what does Chewy actually mean? It's not, not the same as Jesus because 
What's that? Is it just a short name for Jesus? Yeah, it's like a nickname for Jesus, like Frank, you know, like Frankie, Frank. Oh, okay. But in Mexico, like Franks or Frankies, their their nickname is Pancho. Oh, Pancho. Okay. I, I have no clue how they got those. It's fucking weird. I don't know. Yeah, there was actually this book where, uh, like, you look, you could look up your name and it'll say all the n- nicknames, and mm-hmm. like, you know, Jesus. There was Chewy, and there was one called Choncho. I'm like, I don't want nobody called me Choncho. Choncho. <laughs> well, if you get real rich, maybe you will. Right. Mm-hmm. Maybe if I get a, a come out with you. Come up with your own cologne line, Choncho. The smell of Choncho. Because, you know, smell of Chewy. You want to smell like Chewy or you want to smell like Choncho? <laughs> Dude, I like it, bro. Cologne. There you go. There you go. Choncho. Come out with your own. Yeah, smell like Chewy or Choncho. Come out with your own sneaker line and stuff. Got my Chonchons on. <laughs> hey, you know, do, do you know what Chonch means? Is it the. No, it's Concha. I was thinking. Concha is, is a shell horn. Which chonch mean? Uh, pussy. <laughs> <laughs> so choncho would be like, this smells a little fishy. Yeah, you're not, not, you don't want anybody calling you that then. <laughs> yeah. I have no idea. Very good cologne. I like cats it. Cats be following you down the street. <laughs> <laughs> All the sick cats. <laughs> 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 Hey man, so uh, so about that prep and being prepared. So, so you're doing gardening, you're growing your own food, uh, you could have chickens and goats, right? Yep. And then, uh, any other plans? Well, we definitely we were going to look to see if we could get like a big piece of property, five ten acres, so we could take the RV there and have it already parked because we got an RV. That way, if we had to escape to somewhere, because we live where we live is relatively rural, but we're still within an acre of, of the next door neighbor, if even that half acre. And so if your neighbors go crazy, you know, cause we've already seen how they go crazy. Some people go crazy over toilet paper, but let's imagine it got worse. And now they're crazy, but they know you got a lot of shit. They're going to come to your house. and more likely you don't have to respond. So I want to get away from those crazy people. I want to be able to leave my house and go someplace in the middle of nowhere. But you know, so I know that's not everybody's option. I may not even have that option, but I'm, I'm considering it. But right now, little base here in the in the right here in the neighborhood so you can have like a bug out rv like if you got to go now like boom exactly exactly my sister oddly enough and i didn't know this as people may know if listen to the previous show or reading the book that i had it's called together more but my anyhow my sister is my only biological relative i was adopted age four and found my um biological siblings at age 50 which is just last year so anyhow not knowing her when, I, when we began to know more about each other, I found out she had like three bug out boxes. She was a true blue prepper. She had everybody ready to go. She's got all kinds of, of medicine in there and dry food and all kinds of stuff. So she does already have that all ready to go to bug out. Wow. That's smart, dude. Yeah. Holy shit. Smart or crazy. I don't know. I haven't figured it out yet. <laughs> hey, they go I together. Be, I may be calling you one day. Hey, <laughs> Can you come get me? Cause my sister's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> she locked all the all the doors. I'm calling you from the bedroom. <laughs> She's out there sharpening sharpening a, 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 a machete. 
Oh, what the hell for? You're all hiding under the bed. <laughs> <laughs> and um, do you, um, do you have any guns like ready? Like with the bug out packs? Like you know, if I take this pack backpack, it's gonna have this ammo, or is it just like supplies? It's right now it's supplies. Obviously, we do have firearms. Shh, don't tell anybody. We do have some firearms, not where you can find them easily, but enough that I can grab them and leave with them. Hey, that RV, so have you been working on it and uh, get it all like Mad Max style, put some spikes on it? Mm, not yet. I need to do that because, again, if I'm rolling down the street in this big RV with this, what, 10-foot window in the front, boom, I'm just one well-placed bullet and I'm done, so... That's you know why I'd rather have it at the bug out place already, so then I can go there in some kind of non you know, nondescript vehicle that people don't care about. Hmm. Uh, are you living in a two story house by any uh-uh. chance? Uh uh-uh. uh, it's just a, a ranch style house. Damn, because I was thinking like you could put a fireman pole if you got a bug <laughs> out, you just slide down and fucking right into the RV. <laughs> You hurt yourself on the way down. You don't even get to the bug out thing. You're all got a broken leg. The whole thing just ends before it starts. <laughs> Go on without me. <laughs> it's like uh, that's they would never put that in a movie because it's so un, it's so inglorious. <laughs> you know, you ever seen those movies like like uh, the Rambo movies? All these people are shooting at him, and they, none of them can hit. Him. But nobody can shoot. Nobody can hit him. He shoots like fifteen guys, and all the fifteen guys, not one person can shoot. He's out in the open, but nobody can hit him. <laughs> and they're supposed to be trained professionals, right? Yeah. Or, or if you ever see these shows where somebody hits somebody one time and they and they get them knock them out, that does not happen. I'm telling you, not likely it's going to happen. You hit somebody and they don't. You go ahead and try that. You hit somebody and they don't fall out. You're like, oh shit! Now what do I do? Because they aren't going to fall over like you think. That's like, true. Uh huh. And then they stay knocked out for the rest of the movie too. You <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, uh, I actually, have you seen the newest Rambo? Uh-uh. I, I quit. Why, is, is he, Will, what is he, in a wheelchair now? <laughs> he is pretty fucking old, dude. <laughs> Rambo, the crutch years. He's on a retirement home, killing innocent people, but in his head, he's in Vietnam. Stops for a moment, pulls out some ammo from his colostomy bag. Now, stuff, poison other, got urine on it and stuff. Wait till this gets in your bloodstream. fucking choke somebody with the fucking uh, catheter hose (laughs) yeah crazy guy yeah at some point you just need to stop that's the reason why most if you notice most musicians that you think are are great are already are already dead i mean musicians that live on too long they usually like what really come on you should have stopped 10 years ago because the stuff they're putting out now is crap. The people like Hendrix and even Elvis, people, all the people who we think are great musicians have all died. Rockstar life. Live fast, yeah. die young. Except yeah, for you, Ozzy. Yeah, but is, does anybody listen to anything after you know after him biting off the bat's head? I mean, I don't, I don't, Crazy Train. I don't, I don't think I know of any other song after Crazy Train that he's ever done. We don't care anymore. Because now it just sounds like... What? What the hell are you even saying? We don't even know what you're saying. Sharon, Sharon. Me <laughs> bring me my liver pills. 
<laughs> I got a spot. He, hey, did you know uh, Ozzy? He's uh, immune to the coronavirus. Why that? Because he bit the head off a bat. Oh yeah, yeah. He's they already should, there. They should get his blood and like make an antidote. Yes. <laughs> Wuhan. The, the China. <laughs> oh, I laughed my ass off when Trump said that, dude. <laughs> China. He straight up told him. I was like, damn. <laughs> yeah. I get it. And if you I don't care what people think about Trump in, in general, but the dude has some gonads. You know, he just, he, people jump on him. He still goes at it. He didn't, oh, I apologize. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said it. That. Just, damn, I'm going to say it this way if you don't like your bath. Yeah, they're, they're straight up like, don't you think that's racist? And he even like leaned in. He's like, it's from China. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> that's where it's from. It's from China. What else do you want to call it? Yep. Can't argue with that. Yellow man fever. <laughs> I see. New, new cigarette brand by Marlboro. The yellow man. The, the yellow man. <laughs> <laughs> Blame your Wuhan. Um, you know, I, I was thinking, uh, I forgot where I heard it, but they're talking about, you know, racist slang. Like, some are pretty creative. You know, it's fucked up, though. I mean, it's not right. But some are, you know, creative. And he was saying the laziest one is China, man. He's like, how yes. fucking lazy is that? You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, yeah, you're a, you're a China man. Really? Come on now. Come up with something better. <laughs> I don't know what you guys call it, but my, back in my days, they'd call it Joan. When you start insulting somebody, Joan, I don't know what you call it now. What do you call it now when you're, when you're like, oh, well, you're so ugly, you looking like a motherfucker. You know, what, what do you guys call it? Is there a name for it? Oh, like a burn? Yeah, well, we used, we used to call it Joan. A Joan? Yeah, so when you Joan on somebody. Would you be like, damn, you got Joaned? Yeah. Somebody's trying to call me. Don't be calling me. It's the government. <laughs> Once again, oh, okay. So anyhow, I'd be like trying to Joan. You're like, you're like, a, you're like a China man. <laughs> well, seriously though, did you know where Gringo comes in? I think we might have talked about this before. No, I actually don't remember where the yeah, word the gringo. Gringo, there's a gringo. That gringo. So gringo comes from the 1800s when uh, the mil the the U.S. military would go down, I think it was fighting the Mexican-American War, and they would sing a song when they're going down. It's green, grow the lilacs, blah, 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 blah. It's something the Americans would sing, some kind of song, you know, marching song. And the only thing that the Mexicans were picking out of is the green grow part. Here come the gringos. Oh, shit. What the fuck? <laughs> that's, where, that's where it comes from. And then, wow. And then Cracker originally came from, here we're getting a whole new episode here, where the origins of... of uh, Racial slurs. Yeah, where do they come from? So cracker comes from, not just because they're white-skinned or whatever, but because in Florida, this region where I am, back when they had, you know, some of the Mexicans and anything else working for the, the, the they were taskmasters. They weren't necessarily slaves because you still got paid, but you had to work hard and basically. So the cracker would be somebody who was on the mule gang and moving stuff around here, building a whole Florida here. And they would have a whip. They wouldn't whip the people. They just whip the mules to get them to move. So they would crack the whip. And you would be called the cracker. You were usually a white dive, so you're the cracker. So that's where that comes from. 
Oh, what the fuck? Yeah, it has, it has nothing to do with being white. It has the fact that your skin's white, the cracker's white. It has to do with the person who was in charge of making sure the mule team works. And then, let's see, have you heard the racial slang, wetback? Have you heard that one? Yep. That's because they had to want... cross the river. Right. And obviously their backs are wet when they freaking come to your normal. A lot of times they wouldn't have a shirt on, so they're called wetbacks. I got to say, that one's pretty creative. <laughs> I don't know where, well, like, WAP is an Italian against Italians, but I don't know where that one comes from. Just had to look that up. Oh, a what? WAP. W. Oh. Kind of like a guinea kind of. Maybe. I don't know all of them, obviously. I just don't know. I only know a few of them. And then the N word that came from uh, being that means an ignorant person, right? No, it literally just means black. Negro is a Spanish word for, as you know, black. Oh, but I, I meant the like the English version of it. No, no. The, the reason that comes from that way is because some of the early slave masters were Cajuns, and they were kind of hillbilly sounding because they had that French Cajun. Woo, what them real peppers? Look at that Negro, Negro. Oh, the whole er sound. So I mean, that word is bad now, but it doesn't. Now there is a word called niggerly, which has nothing to do with blackness, and that has nothing to do with being black at all. It just means very poor behavior. You know, it has nothing to do with its color of anybody's skin. It never did. Its etymology has nothing to do with skin color or color in general. It just means niggerly. It doesn't mean anything about black. Oh shit. everyone this is molly from the expose podcast a podcast that dives deep into a new topic every week my co-host rachel and i love searching for the truth about hot topics and things that seem just too good to be true our aim is to guide our listeners to the bottom of it all and we have a lot of fun and laughs on the way there new episodes are out every friday so check us out on all major platforms including spotify apple podcasts stitcher and more plus the expose podcast on twitter instagram and facebook the expose podcast let's expose the truth together what is the most dangerous book you have ever read how about mein kampf by the notorious leader of the nazis adolf hitler or the book the beatles warned us about in their classic song revolution Quotations from Chinese Communist leader Chairman Mao. Maybe you would hide your copy of Bertrand Russell's Why I'm Not a Christian. Or even semi-fictional works like Salman Rushdie's book, The Satanic Verses. That book had him living in hiding from angry Muhammad followers. But what about a book that is most likely not only dangerous to own and read, but could very well be illegal in many countries? Roderick Edwards' book, How to Overthrow Our Government takes the reader on a historical and hypothetical journey of revolutions, civil war, and sedition. From ancient Chinese farmers turning their farm tools into weapons, to the attempted impeachment of the U.S. President Trump. This book has it all. Get it today before it's banned forever. So now even the word Negro is now the bad word, obviously, but it's really literally just black. That's what I mean. It's just like the French word for the Negro is Nori. And in, if I recall right, N-O-I-R, I think, Nor. Yeah, and it's funny because in, in Spanish it's still used, and it's not used as a racial slur. Like, you know, 
Like, Negro, it, right? Yeah, like, you know, in Spanish, like, people still say, even in Mexico, be like, oh, mira ese negro. It just means, hey, look at that black guy. You know, it's like saying, hey, look at that white guy. Or, you know what I mean? Yeah, but, but if you had a hillbilly Mexican, you say, look at that negro like that, then you would be in trouble. Oh, yeah, big time. I mean, really, all the only reason that word came as being is because it's just a, a different inflection. Oh, so it originated from the Spanish word, but then... Right. For black. That's all it means. Yeah. Uptight. I, mean, I know it's been a used as a bad word, but I know a lot more white people that behave like people have no brains at all than black people. I know more white people that act stupid than I do black people that act stupid. Like so. that show Jackass? Yeah, that one. <laughs> Yeah, how the how's the government? I was talking to my sister the other day. How's the government think that we're smart enough when a lot of the major shows that Americans have watched, or shows like Jackass or American Idol or or the Leak, the Weakest Link, we always watch the dumbest shows, the dumbest people. And I was like, look how stupid he is. Wonder if I can do that. Mom can see if I can jump off the roof like that. <laughs> stupid. Like the hey, background. Pull the back, pull the pickup back here. See, pull, fill up with water. See if I can jump in it. You know, it's just dumbass stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, I seen one. I'm worried. Maybe we need a lesson. Maybe we need some kind of, uh, I don't know, test to see who can vote. You're that damn dumb. Hey, for real, an IQ test. Mm-hmm. Just a basic one. I'm not even talking about learning two plus two. I'm just like, who are the current people running for office? I don't know. It's that one white guy and the black guy. <laughs> Eighty mine and mo. <laughs> I don't like the guy with the mustache. All right, you don't get to vote. Even if even if they did like how you were saying two plus two, even if they did add that in there, there would mm-hmm. still be people that get it wrong. They'd be like, "It's twenty-two. All right, you don't get to vote. <laughs> and um, I I think those shows, honestly, I mean, of course, it's entertainment. But, I mean, I think, it, you know, it's probably to keep people stupid. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, yeah, our, our whole education system has gotten us stupid. It was, not getting too political here, but it wasn't until I was ha- ha- basically late, mid-20s before I realized where the KKK originally came from, for example. Like, if you read most history books in school from, let's say, age from third grade through eighth grade, you know, they'll mention KKK and how white people were bad and how it was awful, blah, blah. Well, the reality is, and I'm not trying to get too political here, but the reality is the KKK was started because the Democrats got pissed that the Republicans actually let the black people go. And so they said, well, we're going to intimidate the black people so they don't have freedom. And so they created the KKK and went around intimidating black people and white people so they wouldn't vote anymore. Oh, what the fuck? Yeah, but instead it's blamed on all white people. All white people... They're all racist and they had the KKK and all. And now, in fact, most of the time when you people say KKK, they think of Trump supporters or somebody like that. The Democrats created the KKK. So why, why, do, why do Republicans get saddled with that shit? It's like they're trying to flip it. Yeah. Well, they'll say, they even say that. They'll say, well, the party switched places. No, they didn't. They did not switch places because during the 1964 Civil Rights Act, we had, uh, what was it, Lyndon B. Johnson, who was the Democrat president who eventually signed off on it. But more Democrats voted against the 1964 Civil Rights Act than voted for it. It was like 60% or 63% Democrats voted for it in the Congress and the, in the Senate. 
whereas 80 some odd percent Republicans voted for it. Again, I'm not trying to say, hey, it's better to be Republican. I'm just trying to say, it's not fair that the Democrats make themselves look like they're, we're always for the minority. No, you're not. Matter of fact, you're the ones that say the minorities are too stupid to get IDs to vote. Well, the reason we can't have voter IDs is because, you know, black people are too stupid. How, how insulting is that? I don't know one black person that doesn't have an ID. I don't know one. Yeah. Or any minority for that matter. Do you have an ID? Yep. <laughs> Who the hell are they talking about that's too stupid to get an ID? Especially a free ID. <laughs> that's insulting. Yeah, that's true. Sounds more like they're trying to hide how they can get fake voting going on. Dead people and everything else. Oh, shit. I didn't know yeah. they did that. Would, yeah, the fake like, de- dead people voting and everything else. Fucking wow. Actually, I think that's how JFK got elected because he really wasn't winning them until some of that crap happened. What the fuck? We think Lyndon Baines Johnson killed him. Johnson and he had mafia kill him, I think. They should use uh, JFK's ID to mm-hmm. vote. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's not what you can do for your country, but for me. You know, uh, fucking, uh, oh, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. So, you know, in the documentaries, like you've seen the KKK when they're like, hell, Hitler, and all this and that. And, you know, they think, like, Hitler would be so proud of them and this and that. And I'm like, yo, Hitler would not want you. He wanted, like, the perfect fucking specimen. You know what I mean? Like, like the KKK, I, I don't think Hitler would approve of that, you know, because he wanted blonde hair, blue eye guys fit. You know what I mean? Not, like, hillbillies. <laughs> yeah, but here's the problem with that. Hitler had brown eyes and brown hair. Oh, very true, huh? He wouldn't even fit up his own standards. <laughs> Damn, I didn't so, think about that. Yeah, so he wasn't even fitting up his own standards of the perfect race. And uh, they even, like, bleached people's eyeballs. They did a whole bunch of experimentation on that. To figure out how to get them. Did you ever watch the, what was, what's that movie, the, the Man in the High Castle? No. The series called The Man in the High Castle. I think it might be on Amazon. But anyhow, it's a great one because basically... It envisions history if it would have turned out differently. So basically, the Japanese and the and the Nazis joined up and they beat America and they have it segregated into two different sections. The Japanese control one, the the, the, the Nazis control another, and it's just an interesting show. If you ever get a chance to watch that, nice. Is it on Netflix? I think it's actually on Amazon. If I recall right. Oh, sweet. But yeah, it's a good one. Damn, dude. Uh... Hitler gets old and everything. Gets, For real? Yeah, he gets in the show and gets dementia and gets replaced by somebody else. He ran his course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's some... Um, what what they try to do is very interesting. Like, I heard they even try to, like, uh, make zombies, like their soldiers, bring them back. Because, you know, it costs less money, you know, just reuse the soldiers. If they died in war, just bring them back to life and he'll go fight again <laughs> well unfortunately we got a lot of our medical breakthroughs from the nazis and that's the reason at the time there was a shortly after the time actually there was a, a conflict because a lot of the treatments that we learned how to do we got through their unethical testing on jews and everybody else yep they would dissect them alive take an mm-hmm. organ out 
They're like, let's see if he lives or how long he lives. If we you don't need your spleen anymore. We'll take this. See what happens. Or they would uh, tie some tie a Jew to a post, put a bomb next to him or a grenade, blow it up, and then uh, take him to the operating table and see if he could, if they could, you know, uh, save him. And then if he dies, they're like, okay, we'll put the post a little bit further away, set the bomb off, do the same thing. And then they would, that way they would find out how far away you could be from an explosion and they could save you. Right. So that's what happens. When, once you can start seeing any other human as inhuman, as not, not your equal as, as a human being, whether it's because of their color, their skin, or their religion, or their political class, whatever it is, once you get to that point, that, that's dangerous. And so I really despise when I see people for example, saying, well, that person's so evil or so awful, they're not even human, and, and they start saying bad things about them, whether it's people against Trump or people against Obama. I just don't like when people start dehumanizing other people. They're still human. I mean, I didn't agree with most of Obama's stuff, but it seemed like he's a pretty good dad. He probably was a pretty cool guy to hang around. I just didn't like his, his ideas. So Trump, he's probably, again, he's a teetotaler, so he doesn't drink alcohol. Supposedly, he doesn't take any kind of drugs, blah, blah, blah. He He's pretty common. He eats Kentucky Fried Chicken and, and, and Burger King, so he's not this ritzy guy. But he's a, he's a bragger. He's egotistical and everything else. But obviously, he ran the economy good until all this shit happened. So mm -hmm. just try to be a little more balanced and not so. He's an eight. He's an orange idiot. Okay. Well, Obama's a big-eared you know, oaf who, who lies and says he's the first black president when he's only the first half black president. But I'm not going to hold that against him. If he does something good, I'm going to say he does something good. And I'm not going to dehumanize him saying, if he's not even human, he deserves death. Yep. So, Very true. We need to not get to that point with anybody. I think it's easier for people to, you know, when they, how you were saying, when they dehumanize somebody, it's easier to talk shit about them and make them look like the bad guy. You know, because when you look at them as a human being, then you kind of got to have feelings. You know what I mean? Yeah, you can't time to a post and blow them up. Right? That's, that's the thing. I mean, if you were part of that experiment, let's say you're somewhere, you're one of the lab technicians or whatever during that whole time. You're not the guy out there blowing them up, but hey, we want you to analyze these blown up body parts. So we want to, at some point, you're going to say, I don't want to do this. I don't know how you get out of it because the Nazis will probably kill you if you don't do it. <laughs> I mean, what do you do? Yeah, huh? That's why they probably just look at them as test subjects instead of people. Yeah, you almost have to. You have to do that. You'd have to justify it in your own mind to keep yourself from getting killed, I guess. Survival. Mm-hmm. But you think that would eat away at you later on in life where you feel like, damn, I was part of that, and I didn't want to be part of it, but I was part of it. I, I should have done something. I should have been more courageous. I should have watched more Braveheart movies. Have a revolution. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and tar them tar and feather people yeah i like with that where he and they betrayed him the the dukes or whatever they were the scottish dukes he was they were supposed to stand with him i don't know if you remember braveheart i think it was braveheart and then he got braveheart and he uh got his on his horse and he busted through their door and chopped him up in the middle of the night remember oh, that one yeah i don't remember that yeah, you, need to, you need to watch that part where basically they could hear him clopping his, his horse going, because they knew he's going to come get him. They knew, okay, we betrayed him, but they thought he was going to be taken out by the English, but he wasn't. So they knew he's still out there somewhere. And like, damn, 
what are we going to do now? He could come get us in a minute, and that's what, exactly what he did in the middle of the night. Got his revenge. Damn. Mm-hmm. On a horseback, too? Like mm-hmm. came, in, came in there, and the guy was laying in his bed, and the car right stabbed him up, chopped him up right there. Holy fuck. That's not consistent, Rob. You just said people shouldn't dehumanize people, and now you're glorifying the fact that they got killed. Well, at some point, people do deserve what they get, you know, whether it's because of a coronavirus that gets them or, or they get eaten by rats or lightning strikes them down, they have a heart attack or somebody actually kills them. They deserve what they get. And I'm not saying who those people are. I don't know, but that happens. Yep. Everything's set itself in place. I agree with you, Rod. You know, like, you know, like the death penalty, right? Like, mm-hmm. I, I kind of have mixed feelings about it because, like, you know, there is a lot of innocent people that are locked up. There is situations where there's not enough evidence, but maybe the cops are like, fuck it, let's just close the case. This dude's guilty. Or it's just bad situation. But, you know, I mean, but if there's like 100%, like, no doubt that this guy's guilty, that this guy murdered somebody or killed a family or a child or, you know, mm-hmm. like, like, I don't know, dude. <laughs> On social media, I've seen some fucked up videos of people being murdered. And, like, the people doing it, it's like they're, like, killing a cow or a goat. You know, like you were saying, like, they dehumanize them. Like, this is not a person. uh, I'm just cutting up meat or something, right? Right. And, obviously, these people got to be psychopaths. They have no feelings. But when it's somebody like that and they're in death row, just fucking kill them, yo. Like, you're not going to get him through rehab he's not going to change you know what i mean yeah prisons are literally called reformatories that's another name for them if you don't plan on reforming anybody they can't be reformed why keep them there their whole life yep but it's pointless i mean i don't know what we do i i almost kind of like the whole is that thunderdome or something where basically you put a whole bunch of the, the worst killers in this big building with no no doors no windows and just let them have at it until whoever's strongest survives that would be pure hell for them, I would think. Some Mad Max right there. Mm-hmm. Two Drops men in the One man leave. Man leaves. In this case, we 600 men enter. Who knows hell how many people are going to leave? Hey, dude, I like that. Maybe we could make that like a pay-per-view event. Mm-hmm. Make some bets. That's sadistic. Prisoner number one. He's murdered five people, so he has experience in killing. <laughs> Place your bets. He's he's won three rounds of, you know, they, that'll let him out in the center or something. Or he survived three rounds. <laughs> there you go. People, hey, people are betting on it and stuff. Hey, how it wouldn't be any different from uh, the gladiators, right? Yeah, that's exactly what they did then. And some of those people weren't even meant to live. Some of them, they're like they're like you know they'll put you up against a dude that's a badass fighter and he's won fights. But if you happen to kill them, then they're like, all right, well, now you're going to fight three lions. Yeah, so we're going to release the lions on him now, see if he survives that. <laughs> oh, damn. That's not fair. Oh, he went against those. We're going to chain them to the wall, then release three lions on them. They've been starved. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, it, it's hard to describe humanity without describing violence. You know, it's just a whole history of violence. Yeah, so we've come full circle then. So we're talking about a violent ideology. Forget, forget a moment that I talk about Islam. Because well, how dare he, 
insult somebody else's religion. Just think of it as, a, as an idea. Like, for example, if I just came up with an idea that says, Chewie, I want you to, to join my religion, but my religion calls for you to tell people they're going to hell, and if they don't change their ways, that you get to hit them with a big stick, and if they still don't change their ways, you get to hold them down and, and rob them because that's, that's due justice. Now, most people say, damn, Rod, you can't do that. We're not accepting that. We, don't, we're, we won't respect your religion. But somehow, just because Islam is older and we don't want to look at it that closely, we're just automatically supposed to respect it. Well, that's because most Muslims don't do that. Well, maybe they don't, but the, their founder does. And so we have to consider that. So anyhow, we came full circle of violent ideologies, whether it's Nazism or Islam or, or, or something I make up. And then we come up to the full circle of humanity itself. Are humans, maybe this is, we'll launch into another show in the future, but is, are humans by nature good or by nature prone to evil, prone to bad things or negative things? Oh, wow. That's a very good question. Because, of, well, I mean, look at the whole coronavirus. Look at all the people suddenly didn't care about you and wanted to hoard the toilet paper or hoard whatever they could hoard before you got there. Well, hoard, hoard the mess. They, they, yeah. they didn't even care that hospitals were short on it, you know? Yeah. Now, I'm not saying, to some, way, to some degree, there's logic to that because a human being or any creature, their first instinct is to survive. So it's actually inhuman or not logical to go, oh, well, I'll let you go ahead and go first, even though it might put me in danger. No, it's, it's, it's just natural for you, you to want to survive, even above your neighbor. But is that evil? Is that bad? Is that negative? Is that not good? Mm -hmm. Especially when it uh, overrides your empathy, right? Right. Well, Jesus said stuff like this. He said, you know, if somebody if somebody's cold and it comes to you and they want your coat, give them two coats. Well, who in the hell is going to do that? I mean, that's more and beyond nice. I don't see anybody. Oh, you you need a loan for a thousand dollars? Let me give you ten thousand dollars, even though you didn't ask for it. That's, yeah, that's true. It's not natural. We wouldn't do that. And um, I think it's very interesting that what you're touching on here, because it reminds me of a, I read this thing, and uh, it was based on sociology, right? Mm -hmm. And um, like you were saying, part of our brains, we're wired to survive. Right. And um, of course, we're also kind of wired to like work together as a, as a team and this and that, you know, survive together. But when it comes down to it, it's going to be you, like us, and them, right? Well, it's always your tribe. Somewhere, whatever your tribe is, whether it's based on your family or your, your shared language or your shared geographical location, whatever it is, it's your tribe that you will to protect and defend. Yep. So. And uh, so here's this thing that's going to kind of like have those two parts of your brain kind of fight a little bit. So, like, picture you're in Africa, right? And right. the rebels are raiding your village. They're hacking people with machetes, raping people. And it, in your house, you're hiding in the attic with your neighbors, right? I don't know, like 10 people. And you have a, your baby is, like, a couple months old, and it's hungry. It's crying. So the rebels bust in your house. You could hear them downstairs go, go searching the house for, for you guys, right? Mm -hmm. Now you're in the attic with your neighbors and your baby. Your baby's crying. If they hear the baby, they're going to find all of you and kill you. So now you cover the baby's mouth and nose to shut that baby up and suffocate him. 
and you save everybody or do you let them cry and possibly get everybody killed? Yeah, it definitely, I mean, lot, the logic, not the emotional response, the logical response would be yes to kill the baby. Mm-hmm. Yes. But, uh, but fortunately, I'd say fortunately and unfortunately, humans operate on two different things. They do operate on logic and sheer emotion. And especially if it's your baby, you know? Right, right. The scary part is when people don't have either one of those. We were talking about earlier where they can chop up somebody from their just meat. They don't have any kind of empathy because they have no logic and they have no emotion. Those are dangerous, dangerous people. And I don't know how you fix those people besides remove them from the face of the planet. They can't be... It can't be reformed. It can't be fixed. Like, for example, a child molest. Once you've gone to that level where you molest a child, I, I just can't see how you can be brought back. Oh, dude. For, very true. You know what? It's funny you mentioned that. Uh, I used to work with a guy. So they hired him as a IT guy, the tech guy, right? He was very good Ooh. with computers. Smart dude. And then I found out he was a fucking pedophile. I, lo- I Googled his name. And turns out he did like 10 years in prison. And uh, it was a big bus here in Arizona, too. I guess uh, he was uh, chatting online with a 14-year-old boy. And over two months, he was sending videos of, like, you know, that kind of shit. I don't know if it was him doing it to kids or I, I don't know. But he was saying some nasty shit to the kid and basically, like, oh, I want to do this to you and that. And he wanted to get the kid to come over to his house. What well, turns out it wasn't a fourteen-year-old boy; it was a fucking government agent. Mm-hmm. They got a warrant, raided his house, and found thousands of illegal videos. And so, after he came out of prison, the fucking owners of where I worked they fucking hired him as the IT guy. He was on probation, uh, no parole, and he he's not allowed to be on the internet at all. But he had a smartphone. And they let him use the compute the internet at, at work, and he had a whole bunch of privileges he was not supposed to have. But I thought it was a joke that he was on. So part of his parole thing, he was on rehab for being a pedophile. Like, yo, how what the f- how does that work? You know? How do you rehab some? Here's the sad part about that. A lot of those people, if you sometimes they'll do a more detailed story as how it happened. They were molested as children, or they had, and it's a shame because it's like a cycle that never ends. At some point, mm-hmm. the gift that keeps on giving. It's kind of <laughs> sad, but I mean, what once you cross that line, there's no. I don't think there's coming 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 back from that. Yeah, because a lot of the victims end up becoming the victimizers, right? Because that's right. trauma. So I don't, I don't know how you fix it, but it's just it's sad. But I just I can't see reforming those people yeah and i guess part of his rehab oh my bad go ahead no we let him out in society and we even have websites for the sheriff where you can go and see how where they live in your neighborhood that's crazy why why am i why don't want to know where they live maybe they shouldn't be out in my neighborhood in the first place right have their own community <laughs> together we're, tonight we're gonna get together and watch movies what <laughs> yeah dude and like i don't know man like I thought it was weird that, like, they not only did they hire him and they let him, gave him all these privileges, but, like, his parole officer would come by to check on him. And they would have put him in this office. They just had a desk with no computer. And they're like, oh, yeah, this is his office. 
but his real office had like a big ass computer, all expensive and shit. Like, what the fuck, yo? Well, that's also. I mean, obviously, I don't know that it's probably what I'm getting ready to say, but I hate this because there's some people who, I call them bleeding hearts, maybe, maybe that's not the right term for them, but they want to think the best of people all the time. And it's almost like they ignore the logic and the whole rationale as to why things happen and the, the origin and the premise of what's caused it to happen. Well, he deserves a second chance. So we're going to give him a second chance. And you're like, what in the hell? And there's people that do that with all kinds of things. You know what? You're right. Cause yeah, and then, and then it happens again. And they're like, well, somebody had to give him a second chance. You're like, it only happened because you let him do what he's doing. Like I said, this guy, well, we know that guy's using his internet privileges to continue looking at child porn and propagate it. Mm-hmm. I think you're right. Cause the, the owner that hired him, he was heavy into the church and the pedophile would like go to church with him. So maybe he thought he could like change him or, you know, like you were saying, I don't know. <laughs> Reform him or whatever. And, Jesus forgives everyone. He should forgive a poor pedophile. Well, Jesus is up there like, what the fuck? Fuck that. <laughs> yeah. Burn that guy. For real. Burning, burning. Burning hell. Mm. But, uh, yeah, very interesting stuff, man. Uh, well, this is the kind of stuff I like to talk about and write about. And, you know, obviously I don't have any new books necessarily coming up in the moment, but you read the universe and that has a lot of that stuff in there. It gets your, your brain working. We have the How to Overthrow Our Government, which I thought would be uh, going gangbusters now because of all the people with the – was it down in Michigan where they're – up in Michigan where they're, they went to the state house with guns and everything else and told the governor to come out because she keeps on putting the lockdown in place and they want – they're done oh, with Was that what that was about, the whole protesting? Yeah, they went to the actual state house, and some of them had guns, not all of them, but some of them had guns were like, let us free. We want to go back to, to work and everything else. And she was like, no, you're not going to. First of all, they, they're overreaching, I think. All these governors, these a lot of it's the mayors and the city councils, not even the governors, that are putting all these ordinances in place. And I had a friend that told me, you're free to do what you want. I said, so real, literally, I'm not going to be fine if I go do certain things that I, I want to do. Well, I guess you will be fine. I said, well, then they're overstepping their bounds if they can actually have the power to fine me or, or arrest me or anything else for going to a public park or whatever else. It's ridiculous. Yeah, they, they definitely are overstepping. And, like, they're they're releasing certain prisoners, right, because the whole COVID risk in the prison system. But then again, if you're they're arresting of- They're arresting moms at parks for playing with their kids. Yes. <laughs> Murderers and stuff. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Messed up thinking. It's not making any sense. Well, a lot of politicians don't make sense because, again, they're operating on that same thing we talked about earlier where they, well, I think I know people better and everybody needs a second chance except for those evil, whatever they, you know, right-wing, left-wing, whatever you want to describe to somebody you dislike. So therefore, you no matter, you don't give them the, the benefit of the doubt because you don't like them, so. Yeah, how they just. I literally just want to be left alone. I, I want the freedom so long as they don't hurt anybody. I don't want to be. I wish I could buy a piece of property and never be taxed again. But unfortunately, no matter what you do in this country, you technically don't own anything. You're technically leasing it. Yeah, you can't do anything without being taxed. Yeah. So if I bought a piece of property, I'm still going to have to pay some kind of taxes on that. I don't really own it. Yeah. And, um, 
But, you know, it's the government. They want their cut of it. Anything you do. Yeah. So we'll get together again sometime and talk about another book or talk about another subject. Hopefully when this, this COVID will be over in a week or so, at least the lockdown part of it. Uh, I expect, without getting too deep into it, I expect it'll come flare up again somewhere, somewhere around uh, October, November again, whether it's really flared up or it's just being used for political motives. But it's going to be an interesting political year. We know that. Oh, that's right, huh? Yeah, an election year. So he didn't keep us safe. He killed us, blah, blah, blah. Instead, we want you to elect a hair-sniffing pedophile. <laughs> Dude, that dude, that dude's weird, man. <laughs> I I would have supported Benny, uh, yeah, Bernie Sanders, which I don't, I do not like socialism, but at least he's not some weirdo like Biden. Biden, yeah. twenty six years old, I think he was twenty six. He's never really had a public sector job in his whole life. I'm like, really, we want a lifelong politician to? Spy doesn't even know how the, the actual world works. <laughs> That's crazy. It's scary. And accused of all kinds of crazy stuff, and they won't open his records at all about that stuff. <laughs> yeah, see, man. You've seen videos. He was actually just fondling some little girl. She's like a ten-year-old girl, and his hand goes in front, right on where where her breast is. It wasn't like he. What? Have you seen the video? Uh. Uh-uh. I have to send it to you. It's not like you. It's not like you accidentally. You were just trying to hug somebody, and you accidentally put it there. He starts down close to her waist, and his hand just keeps on moving up and up and up and up, right where her breasts are. And she, she, you can see her moving around, trying to squirm away from him. And he kind of moves his hand back down, then he moves it back up again. He's just a weirdo. Holy shit! I see that. I seen a picture where somebody's handing him a baby, and he's grabbing the baby by the diaper, but like by the crotch area. Like what the fuck? He's a weirdo. I mean, he hasn't lived in real life. <laughs> so I don't know. Again, I. I would vote for any of the other Democrats. I'd vote for, you know, Obama, Clinton. I'd even vote for Hillary Clinton before I'd vote for Biden because he's just. A... So, so man, that's uh, it. Where, where can people find your books, your website? Rodericky.com or Amazon. Put Roderick Edwards in there. Four or five of them should come up. I didn't promote this other book. Have you? Do you play video games at all? Uh huh. Okay, have you ever played a game called Ark Survival? Probably not. Is that the, where you're like a caveman? Well, you're not a caveman. It's, it's basically you're dropped into this world and you have the, the premises. And the reason I liked it is because they didn't tell you any instructions when it first came out. So you're dropped into this world and it's, and it's huge. It's massive world. It's not like when you run against a wall like in some of the early computer games. And basically you find out that you're in a world full of dinosaurs. You're not a caveman. But you have to figure out, you know, have to craft stuff. You have to build stuff. You have to build weapons and houses and structures and blah, blah, blah. You can tame the dinosaurs and eat them and everything else. But the point is, is I wrote a book called PVE. You know what PVE stands for? Oh. Uh-uh. You don't know what PVE stands for? Come on. You guys are younger than me. I asked, Play, players versus everyone? Yeah. Tra- player versus environment. Oh, as, okay. As opposed to PVP, which is player versus player. So anyhow, the book's called PVE. It's really short. I can't remember how many pages, maybe 70. And basically, it's just me. I'm playing the game, but I'm not telling you I'm playing the game. I'm telling you everything that's going on in the game from my perspective as, as the character. But the point is, is that I think this would be a good thing to give to like your parents or somebody who they read this book and they have no idea they're actually reading about a game. Dude, that's fucking awesome. And then you can start talking to them about it because 
it, it basically it starts off some like you know I've dropped in this world I didn't I had amnesia I didn't know who I was but I had to survive and I'm on this sandy shore and it got dark and there was weird noises in the forest and you know I had to make a fire it does all this stuff that's in the game and I'm basically just recounting what's in the game but it looks like a story that you're actually reading of this guy dude that's fucking awesome and, and I don't I, tell you until the end that you're actually you just read a book about a game um I played that game there was like a free trial uh-huh and um I didn't do much. I actually ate my own poop and got sick. Oh, yeah. You're not supposed to do that unless you want to keep... <laughs> and It's I a cool me. game because you can do... Like, most, most games are so scripted, you can only do certain things. But here in this game, they don't give you any rules. So if you want to try doing something that maybe not written the rules, like, yeah, maybe I'll eat this raw meat. I wonder what happened to me. You eat it, and you're like, oh, it worked. Or maybe I'll eat this, uh, like I said, poop. See what happens. It doesn't really tell you everything you can and can't do, so you just kind of have to wing it and see what's happening. Yeah, dude, I was surprised. I was like, oh, poop, I'm going to try and eat it. And then the, and the world's ate huge. It. The world's huge. I mean, it's not like, again, you don't, a lot of these maps in the world and the games that you play, you're, you go, I don't know, in, in virtual 20, 20 miles in one direction and, and then you hit a wall. In this one, you can go all, all kinds of rivers and oceans and get on boats. You can fly in the air. You can, depending if you get the right kind of animals and T-Rexes are trying to eat you in the dark and everything else. It's just, it's just a cool game. But I wrote this book from that perspective without telling people it's a game. It's called PVE. It's a short one, but you might take a look. It's only 99 cents if you, if you buy it on Kindle. That's fucking badass, dude. I'm definitely going to check it out. Cause I mean, I love your books. Like I said before, man, you know that, uh, um, uh, uh, yes, the universe of every religion and none, and mm -hmm. how to overthrow government like man you write some good shit yo like it's fucking amazing well hopefully i'll live long enough to write the the one about uh, the, the history and future of black people which is one i hopefully will come out before the end of 2020 but i just really want to cover everything that's ever happened to the black culture from the very beginning in a way that's that's fair to everybody because for example if you've ever watched one of the big movies in my time when I was young, you probably weren't born, it was Roots. I think they redid it later on. That sounds familiar. Roots. Was Fitch, Eddie Murphy in it? I don't know if Eddie Murphy was in that Roots, the original one or not. But anyhow, it's basically a history of how, basically, how supposedly the white man brought black people over to America. Roots. But the way, if you recall right, how it starts, it's basically they have this ship of Europeans going up to Africa, getting out of their ship and running into the jungle, hunting down black people, grabbing them, putting them in the ship. Well, that's not how it happened at all. That's wrong. There was already a slave market. Africans were selling their own Africans. Mainly they were selling other tribes that they fought with, but they were oh. other black people. There was already a market that had been in existence for over almost 500 years before the Europeans ever went to, went to Europe. So I just think it's important to be as truthful as possible on all sides of everything. I'm not trying to let white people or anybody else off of this. And I know that we talked about before about the, the Spanish who basically conquered uh, the new world before the English got there. The Spanish came in like the 1400s. The English came in the 1600s. The Spanish had already basically wiped out the indigenous Indians in, Amer in, in the North American, and South American and Central America before the English even got there. That's but, true. But a lot of times you get, movies depicted as an Englishman going and killing a bunch of Indians. The English weren't even around. The Indians were already more or less wiped out by the, by the plagues that the, that the Spanish brought and the Portuguese brought. 
that's the reason why all South America is basically all Spanish and Portuguese. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're talking about the rape culture, right? Like they killed and raped the women of yeah. Mayans, Aztecs. But yet the, the irony of, and I get that, I get we absorb other cultures, even hostile cultures. But the irony is, is that we have, I am a Latino, I'm a Latino, you know, people from South America and Central America. Okay, it's sort of like saying, I, I worship and, and exonerate and, and, and glorify my great-great-grandma's rapist. You know? That's true. <laughs> what if you instead you said, hey, I'm a Mayan, I'm an Incan, Inca, I'm an Aztec. You know, what, if you, what if you focused on that part of your culture, which is your original origin, instead of the, the conquerors that came, conquistadors that came and did all that stuff to your relatives? Yeah, huh? Mm -hmm. I, I never thought about it that way until you brought it up. I'm like, damn, that, that's a good point. Yeah. So that's one reason why I'm trying to get back to, for example, my uh, Viking roots. Nice. Fucking brutal, man. Love Viking. Oh. Get drunk, raid a village. Yes. Ragnar. In the name of Odin. Odin. <laughs> man, talking about Vikings, I always wanted to try mead. I don't, I'm going to I'm going to be making mead here soon. Oh, damn, dude! Well, get the, the orchard. Basically, what you do with mead is you got you got to get like a gallon and a half of honey, and five gallons of water, and some yeast, and you put this all together and you boil it down and blah blah blah, and eventually you get you'll get like a five gallon bucket of mead. Basically, what you're gonna get out of it, and you got to let oh. it sit for a long time, probably like almost a year, five five six months at least. Then, fuck, dude! What the fuck? But sometimes the alcohol content's twenty one percent. The average beer has five percent alcohol content. So just imagine drinking a twenty one percent alcohol content of mead. So it's kind of like wine percentage, or a little bit stronger, huh? Yeah, it's some of it's stronger. You got to be careful because they're not even allowed to sell some of it because it gets so strong. They can't sell it in bottles. You can go to like a winery and drink it right there on the premises, but you're not allowed to buy it in a bottle. Get so fucked up, you raid a village. <laughs> Take some nar narcotic mushrooms. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, great talk, man. Very interesting stuff. And uh, yeah, see you next time, man. See you next time, Skull. The son of Odin. <laughs> <laughs> Peace, bro. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in. And if you'd like to support this podcast, you can find me at anchor.fm slash screamingchewygmail.com. There'll be three options for a monthly subscription. First one, I believe, starts at a dollar a month, yo. Yeah, dollar a month. Yeah, and if you don't want to, that's cool. You can follow me on Facebook and YouTube, Screaming Chewy Show, for some memes, some more videos for episodes. And behind the scenes kind of deal, right? You can follow me on Twitter, uh, Screaming Chewy. Yeah, not Screaming Chewy, so I should probably change it. But it's just Screaming Chewy. And uh, thanks for listening. Peace.